This episode of the Hall of Justice is brought to you by Alara Health Products. Every time I turn on the news, there is something about COVID. There is something about the flu. There is something about viruses. Medical experts are understaffed. There's so much going on. The best way to avoid doctors is to improve your immune health. There's a product that I just learned about called Immune Extra, and it's the only product available that can increase immune health up to ninefold in as little as nine days. It does so by increasing the amount of messenger cells that alert the immune system of any invaders. It's only one per day for maintenance. Think of it as a multivitamin for the immune system. Dosages can be increased to up to 15 per day with no side effects ever reported after millions of doses. It's been around for over 30 years. It's just new to sports with friends. It's not new to the world. It's now available in a triple strength formula originally sold only by doctors. And if you have tested positive for COVID or any respiratory illness, it's a true medicine cabinet product. Immediately, when someone close to me tested positive, I wanted to know exactly what I should do. I contacted doctors. While we are not giving medical advice, this is something you want in your possession. It should be taken upon the onset of symptoms. Go to their website, www.immuneextra.com. And when you're checking out, get 15% off just for finding this from Sports with Friends. The keyword that will get you 15% off for the Hall of Justice. The keyword that will get you 15% off is Justice 15 for the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, Justice 15 gets you 15% off when you check out. And go to their website and check it out. Because if you don't want to just take my word for it, listen, my word's not gospel. Neither is anyone else's that you might hear from today. But go to the website, check it out, read about it. And you know what else I did? I Googled it. Click on news. There's nothing about any harm. There have been no side effects. There's nothing about this that would be alarming. Give your immune system a fighting chance against everything that's out there in the world, including COVID. Go to immuneextra.com. Use the keyword Justice15, and they'll know you found out about Immune Extra from the Hall of Justice. Gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great Hall of Justice... Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them, like, actually fighting crime. Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Do you really want to, do you really want to taste it? <laughs> 
Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 273, and uh, we are rocking and rolling with the podcast. So glad that you're uh, continuing to listen and supportive of the podcast. The social media, again, I have to thank you. Uh, people who wrote such nice things uh, about the passing of my father, I will never, ever forget that. That was, uh, it, it is embedded in my brain as to what's been going on in my life and just to see the strangers, uh, just absolutely amazing. Uh, today we're talking about a really fun show and we're talking about a funny show. So we had to get a comedian to be as funny <laughs> as the funny show that we're talking about. Uh, I had no expectations going in for Pacemaker. I didn't love the Suicide Squad. Um, I like James Gunn. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Suicide Squad didn't do much for me. Um, and so I had no expectations going in. Plus, I don't think I'd ever seen John Cena do anything. I'm not a John Cena person. I, I don't get him, but he won me over in this show. Let's bring in noted stand-up comedian, co-host of the Ralph Report, and now uh, three-time representative of the Hall of Justice podcast. He's been on so. before. Eddie Pence is with hey. us. Eddie, thank hey, you so much for doing this. Welcome, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. And I... Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. No, no go ahead. You first. You first. Well, I was just going to say, I, I'm, I'm a lot like you in the sense that I was not a huge fan of the Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm a big fan of James Gunn, loved Guardians Galaxy, but I was not a huge fan of Suicide Squad. And I had, I didn't have no expectations for Peacemaker. I had low expectations for Peacemaker. Did you and watch it when it first came out or did you wait till the buzz started to? No, um, I waited probably about a week and a half. I, everybody was like going like nuts over the intro, the song and the dance number. Like, that's all I heard about because I wasn't even really going to watch the show. And so everybody went nuts over that song. And I know. And, and that song, I'd, I'd never heard that song before. That's an Me old either. song. People are like, how do you not know that song? I'm like, what world was I living on that? I don't know that song. <laughs> I mean, it sounds a lot like music I listened to in the 80s. <laughs> right. Like, I, I don't know how I didn't hear that song. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, so I finally was like, I just tuned in and watched. I hadn't heard anything about the show itself. I just know everybody was going nuts over that intro. And so I tuned in and watched the show. And I was like, the first episode, I was still kind of like, nah, I don't know, I don't know. And then by episode two, I was just hooked. And I, hooked. I just fell in love with the whole thing. And I was waiting every week for that new one to drop. Like I was on some of those yeah. Marvel series. Yeah, it was, it, it's real. It was really, really funny. Um, the story behind it is also really interesting in that uh, the Suicide Squad had come out. See, this is what I don't understand. Warner Brothers loved the Suicide Squad. Did the Suicide Squad do very, very well? I think it did okay, but the thing with Warner Brothers was and their HBO Max thing is they were doing theatrical releases and home releases at the same time. They were that company that put them both out. 
So there's so the theatrical Suicide numbers. Squad I saw on HBO Max. I know, yes. I know, I didn't go to the theater for that. That's right. So they're they're, they're all of the theatrical numbers are sort of suppressed because they did that dual opening through the whole pandemic. Unlike Disney, there's like, no, you got to go to the theater to see Shang Chi. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to go. You have to go. So, um, and Warner Brothers is making me go to the movies for the Batman. Yeah. Now they are. Yes. Yeah. Three hours I'm, worth of I mean, Batman. I'm going to hate the Batman. I am going to hate the Batman. I think um, I am too. I think I am too. I don't want. I don't want to. I want to like Batman, but every time I like, I, I think I'm going to not like every it. trailer I've seen. It's just like, what is this? I don't, I don't want know. this. Um. So James Gunn gets caught in lockdown like everyone else, and yeah. he dot decides to just write, and it, it's really inspirational in that sense. In that. He took a, an awful situation and, you know, made it and made art like he, yeah. he, he made something. You know, you think about what we all did during the original, you know, the opening stages of uh, COVID. Like you couldn't do stand up. No, you were still doing your, all your podcasts like you were right. doing stuff, but it was all from home. Right. Um, you know, I was working, but I was working from home. The kids were home. I was teaching fourth grade math and I hated it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was showing my kid Beetlejuice and like That's Police Academy. <laughs> I was showing him all the movies from the 80s that I loved. Nice. James I Gunn always, was writing movies based on the 80s. I always looked at COVID and, and when I saw on social media people going, hey, MLB Network's rerunning that 1981 Orioles Red Sox game. And I'm like, <laughs> are you busy? Like, could you want work? I'll give you work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll give you something. I can do. create content. Just hire me. <laughs> um. You're also a wrestling fan, though. So before we get into yes. like the, the, the nuances of the episodes and the cast and everything, tell me about John Cena. I, I, I'm, I'm just ignorant. Like I I realized a friend of mine's putting together a, pro, a podcast where they look at actors and yeah. they're doing something on The Rock. And I realized that the only movie that I've seen that The Rock has been in is Moana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I realized that James uh, uh, John Cena, I, I I literally know nothing about. Now, having said that, I had an open mind on John Cena. He is outstanding in this show. He's found he found that role that that personifies like everything he does well. Like I know for a while there when he was transitioning from a wrestler to an actor, he was doing like these comedy roles and stuff. It was just like. And I guess he was in the last Fast and Furious movie, which I didn't see, but I, I don't know. I think he was trying to find where he was. And this and the Peacemaker is who he is. It's it fits him so well, because as a wrestler, I don't I, you obviously don't know this because you don't watch wrestling. He was like he was this past generation's Hulk Hogan, like he was the ultra good guy, the guy that would he would never turn. He was never a bad guy. He was a baby face the whole run. And it was like annoyingly so like you wanted him to turn. And like women fawn over him. Is is he like, is he I that mean, popular? He was more of a, like a kid's hero. Like you had a lot of these other, like he had a big mm. feud with like Triple H and CM Punk and these guys who are more like sort of kind of anti-hero type people where like the, the older wrestling fans would cheer for these guys over Cena. And Cena had like all the, like the, the five to 10 year old demographic. Mm. You know, they were buying the plushy toys and the hats and people were like, they kept booing. They would boo Cena, but he was the face. Because people just hate it because he was so squeaky clean. And then to see him take on a role like Peacemaker, where he's just sort of like he's anything but squeaky clean. Uh, it's 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 great. It's it makes me like I was never a big John Cena wrestling fan, but I'm a huge John Cena Peacemaker fan. 
I didn't have time to do this, but when I saw the finale of Peacemaker, I felt like I'd want to see the Suicide Squad again. Yeah, I might I, go. I, I just want to see if again. I look at Peacemaker differently because in in the in the film, you know, Rick Flag rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Idris Elba's Bloodsport, I I didn't care. Harley it's Quinn. Just, that's just Deadshot. <laughs> Bloodsport's just Deadshot. Right. It's it's right. It's just they, they replace just, Will just Smith. Just make him Deadshot. Right. Yeah. And and what I remember saying on the review that we did, Marshall Harris, um, the great CBS announcer, um, joined us for the Suicide Squad review. I remember saying to him then that I want Margot Robbie to be more selective. Like she's too talented yeah. to if you see I, Tanya or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's what Margot Robbie is. Yeah. What I had a problem with is like. I couldn't stand the Birds of Prey movie. Oh, I hated that movie. I that hated movie, that movie. That movie was like, like um, there was violence for the just for the gratuitousness of violence, and then they would put on roller skates. Yeah, and I hated it, that like, movie. what's your target demo here? Like, what yeah. what, what are we trying to do? Um, and I was mostly distracted by that. So I wonder if Peacemaker would have a new impact on. I don't. On, I don't know. I That's didn't have time to. To re-see it, I'm doing a deep dive on the Beatles. <laughs> well, that's gonna take a while. <laughs> Holy moly! But that's, that's gonna take a while. Intoxicating. Have you seen that? <laughs> I've I've started to crack it open. I haven't done a full dive into it yet. There's this. I mean, they're literally writing songs before your very eyes. That's like, crazy. Holy moly! He's writing "Let It Be." Like it's it's nuts. That's uh, nuts. But anyway, um. But I do. I need to see Suicide, the Suicide Squad again because I felt the same way about you. I did not enjoy the movie, and I was reading something that James Gunn had said about why he chose to write a sort of Peacemaker series. It's like he felt that was the one character in the Suicide Squad that was never developed. He he started the movie the same way he ended the movie. He, there was no change in Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and he thought that was the one character that needed further study. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm glad. I wish you had done that with everybody because I didn't care that much for the movie because to me it just felt like you were just sort of redoing guardians of the galaxy but a little bit more gory you know like like king shark was just grouped like that's they were just you could almost replace each character in the suicide squad for guardians characters um but then when he got we dove into peacemaker for the series i'm like okay this is interesting with the way his he was right like what his backstory is with his brother and his father and why he does what he does i mean it makes it made it so much better so i do want to go back and see the peacemaker or the suicide squad so maybe i have a little better understanding of what was going on in the suit in in that movie what i was impressed with in the opening but i loved when they go previously on the suicide squad yeah (laughs) what (laughs) and then uh rizwan manji uh who plays the janitor yeah uh, who works at the hospital he is hysterical on schitt's creek yeah um and all of a sudden I was hooked. And then when you start to see Daniel Brooks, who I think owns this series, uh, she plays Leota Adebayo. Yeah. She uh, won me over in Orange is the New Black. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. I didn't Orange see is that. the New Black is a fantastic show. And the character development in that show for a bunch of prisoners, yeah. uh, Daniel Brooks is incredible. Um, and then to see her go like... She went to that emotional place again and she did it again yeah. in a totally uh, different character. Uh, that was what hooked me in the initial. Um, 
Jennifer Holland, I didn't really know too much about. Chuck Woody Iwuji, I'm saying he played Mum Mern. Yeah. Um, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. We had a chance to get him on uh, the Hall of Justice podcast, and he wound up uh, filming something else. He's going to try to come on in the next month or so. So we're trying to get him on. I again, I I said anybody. <laughs> I, I take anybody. <laughs> Freddie Stroma, any anyone. John Cena wasn't available, but but um, the people who do PR for Peacemaker also do the Flash. Next week here on the podcast, I can plug this. Uh, Eric Wallace, the showrunner of the season eight of The Flash, oh wow, uh, is going to join us. Um, and I, when I <laughs> when I check the PR person's bio, like on LinkedIn, they said PR for Peacemaker. I go, you work on Peacemaker too? <laughs> yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Give me somebody from Peacemaker. It's it's just <laughs> hysterical. Um, so it comes literally right out of the Suicide Squad movie. I guess yeah. I kind of wonder if you hadn't even seen Suicide Squad, would that be confused? I don't. I mean, I think you have to see that movie to understand. Because when you in Suicide Squad, do you have to know all about the Justice League? Do you have to know everything? I don't think I think you just know it's set in the DCEU, but I think it gives you a better understanding of Peacemaker because he's not likable in the Suicide Squad at all. Like you hate him. In the Suicide Squad, he's funny in moments, but you hate him but as a he character. Kills, uh, he kills Rick Flag. He kills Rick Flag, and then you know we think Bloodsport, you know, takes him out, and then the, the post-credit scene, you see that he's not dead. But you hate him, and you Ooh, go into the spoilers. This... Oh, sorry, no, just, just kidding, just kidding. But uh, you go into the series already with a negative view of Peacemaker, like you don't like the lead yeah. going into a series, which is new, which is kind of different because you usually go in like at least okay. This is my hero. I'm going to cheer for this guy. You hate Peacemaker going into the show. And then he slowly wins you over he throughout the, over. through every episode. He's winning you over. He he literally wins you over. Yeah. I mean, just... you, hate, you literally hate this character going in. And, you know, the, the funniest part about this, the whole butterfly nonsense is that's kind of dumb, too. Yeah. Like the butterflies are just a little bit better of a of a of a an antagonist as Starro was. And I, my, yeah. another one of my big criticisms was um, of the suicide squad was Starro was like the, 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 the marshmallow guy in ghostbusters. Like he just, he, he was just a big star. Whereas right. in the comics, Starro is a real villain. And it was almost like insulting to have Starro be the guy because all, you know, you could have interspliced any CGI villain and that's right. the same thing. That right. was that was my criticism then. I stand by that. I don't I don't I don't take that back. But what they did this time is these butterflies I could care less about, but yet I'm gripped. Like I want to know where they're come from and what? who was taken over and all that stuff. The reveal of where Mern is a butterfly and how she accidentally finds out yeah. by putting on the x-ray uh, yeah. helmet. You're like Holy crap! How's that possible? Right, that's great. Yeah, you're right. It's just and it's great. And, and they almost kill. They, he doesn't want to kill a kid. Right. I, I, I love it. No, it's 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 a great series, and the way it touches on like racism and <laughs> bigotry, yeah, we, yeah. and like it's it's it hits on so many different things, and but you're entertained the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, the 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 line the the names that you know he doesn't understand lesbian. 
She didn't right. understand. That means you're the woman in the relationship. We're both women in the relationship. That's what <laughs> lesbians are. <laughs> that was that was her. yeah. Because why does she have the last name of Waller? Right. Viola Davis is in this. That was yeah. cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it's it it, it is uh, what it is. You know, we mentioned uh, the racism. You have to mention Robert Patrick, who yeah. is brilliant as uh, the White Dragon. Yeah. Again, a comic book character that you have to be a deep, 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 like what James Gunn does with the D and E and the F level yeah. comic book characters. He makes them dramatic. He does, but he's, he's also a guy that- who made Drax something, but he's got that freedom to do it because they're so unknown. He can literally take that character and do whatever he wants with it. You can't, you can't do that with Aquaman or Wonder Woman. You can't change them too much from who they are. Because the backlash is too much. But Peacemaker, people are like, I don't know who the hell Peacemaker was. And you do whatever you want to with him. Same thing with White Dragon or any of the Guardians. It's, you know, he has that, he's got, it's, it's a brilliant thing to go that deep into a comic book archive, pull out these unknown characters and just have fun with them. It's, yeah, yeah. Adebayo, you have such by freedom. Uh, Adebayo is an original character created by uh, James Gunn. Uh, Mern is a is a character created. It does not exist in the comics. Butterflies uh, are too, right? I think the butterflies are a creation of his too. I don't think that was. Oh, a, I didn't know that. I think I think that's a, a creation of James Gunn's. I'm not positive, but I, I think it is. Huh. Uh, what about Vigilante? Vigilante's in the comic books, right? Yes, but a way different type of vigilante. I think I think Gunn did quite a few different uh, artistic liberties with him, which was hilarious. And they did. I like that they didn't take his helmet off in the beginning. Right. He even had sex in it. (laughs) He had had a three way with that helmet on. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was funny. Freddie Stroma. What's Freddie Stroma been in? Uh, I don't remember. I was trying to place him. He played Cormac McLaggen in the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, part one and part two. I didn't realize there's a part two. Uh, He was in Pitch Perfect. Didn't know that. Didn't see that. He was in uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. He was in um, Bridgerton for three episodes. Okay. I mean, he's had a career. Yeah. I, again, I thought he, he was great. It, it, it's not knocking, like, not knocking these guys. Like, these guys are brilliant actors. Yeah. And John Cena gave me, I mean, I didn't know how much, I knew he could play broad comedy. Because that's basically what professional wrestling is. When he's suggesting all the people that they could have framed yeah. instead of his dad, and he starts talking about Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh my god! But like <laughs> the scene where he's playing the piano, there's so much like heart yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then when and he James Gunn said, "That's him. That's John Cena playing, playing the, piano? the piano." Yep. Like you don't realize how how deep John Cena is until you see the peacemaker. You just don't have any clue. You just think he's some pro wrestler that does a lot of, you know, make a wishes for kids. Yeah. And I like that Robert Patrick's like house actually has like a warp into like this hugely high tech room. Yeah. And like all this stuff that he just, he literally just made up and (laughs) it's just, it's just, it, it goes there. Um, when I first started seeing it, it reminded me of Deadpool. Do you agree? Well, uh, what the from from episode one? Just the themes, like just the 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 sensibility. The, yeah. The, that that don't get too emotionally connected because really what they're trying to do is make you laugh. Yeah. 
And yeah, you kind of got that too, because you didn't, I mean, anyone could die at any moment. You're, you can't get too connected to any of these characters because of that. They did kill a lot of people. They killed a lot of people in very gory ways. <laughs> it's amazing to me. Like I was, I started watching it with my son who was, you know, 12. And then like by episode, by the first, <laughs> the first is episode, too, is that too young? little early, little early. It's I was like, young. Oh, well, when he's with the first butterfly that night with the girl he meets in the bar, like it yeah, just yeah. cuts to them in the bathroom. You're like, Oh damn. Well, this was a mistake. And, I have uh, some, I have to have a talk with my son now. Another uh, person we're working on to get on the uh, Hall of Justice, um, D. Bradley Baker, uh, plays Eagly. Oh. He's the voice of Eagly. And oh, the really? cool thing about that uh, is he is the voice of all the clones in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. Oh, wow. He is an incredible range Damn. voice actor. Yeah, he can be uh, an eagle. Yeah, he's Eagly. And uh, yeah, we're trying to get him on. It's an, again, you know, it's, it's schedules and, and whatnot. Um, we try to get these these guys on. Uh, what did you make of Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller showing up? I love that. I love that cameo. I love that they held that as a secret. So did I, because I when they when he's walking away holding uh, hardcore, Hard, and, hardcore, yeah, and. Like you see them just flash into the screen. I'm like, oh my God, are they really going to do it? Is that them or are they just showing them from a distance? And then you see him walk by. He's like, a little he late jackasses. You're late. <laughs> a little late jackasses. And then Momoa's right there. After you've, after you've had this running joke the whole series about how he fucks fish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they I'm went sick there. Look at that rumor. <laughs> and then and like Miller just room. goes, it's not a rumor. <laughs> so good and they're there for that and they and dc and warner brothers put them in that to do that could, see, that's what i couldn't get over i I, mean, I, they, yeah. I couldn't get over and i like that they did stand-ins for wonder woman and superman you didn't have gal gadot at the ready you didn't have no. henry cavill like and you don't know if henry cavill's going to be superman again you don't well, know but, that but but i wondered if henry cavill was wearing the costume in shazam and shazam right you remember what know. I'm saying? So like that's yeah. the second time now Superman has kind of made an appearance. Right. Uh, in this again. But I love I love the fact they showed up and they had dialogue with them. And he's like, you're a little late, jackasses. I mean, it's the Justice <laughs> League. And they're like, this is obviously a world, you know, uh, something that could impact the entire world. And they finally show up. Right. That that is like when Ezra Miller showed up in the CW's Crisis on Infinite. Yeah. Like just just to know that these worlds exist. Yeah. And if if that's the DC ex entertainment extended universe, is that what it's called? The DC EU. Cin the cinematic universe or EU extended yeah. universe. Yeah. Yeah. It's but that's it's the Snyderverse. That's what yeah. this is. It's it's all in the Snyderverse. And as long as these things exist, you know, we we'll see the Flash movie. Yeah. But as long as these things exist, Peacemaker was brought back for season two the snyder verse lives on yeah like this you know aquaman's coming the flash is coming like they're making another wonder woman movie like this world is still there yeah that's why i'm gonna hate the Pattinson movie <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm gonna hate the patents i know i don't i don't want to hate it but I at think the time of this podcast i have not seen the Pattinson movie it's three goddamn hours for, for an origin story. Well, I guess it's not a origin. It's Batman year two this movie takes place in. So 
Oh my God. That's my still a lot. And I've heard from a guy, a friend of mine who is a critic who's gotten an advanced screening of it. He didn't give me too many details, but he said it is a detective movie. It's, it's almost like there's no reason to have a Batman in this movie because it's oh just God. solely a detective movie. Oh, I'm going to hate it. It's, I mean, it's great Batman's doing detective work because he is the world's greatest detective, but at the same time, it is a superhero movie. I, I mean, can't believe I'm going back to a, to a movie theater. And uh, that's not a COVID thing. I just, I, I'm so loving the pausing and the see the movie <laughs> when you can and see it over three days. Yeah. Like Snyder Cut, I saw over four days. That well, was I never would have, I never would have seen the Snyder Cut in the theater. I couldn't, uh, four hours in a theater is, no. I remember, it took me a week. I remember uh, when I saw Endgame, I wouldn't let anybody I was with eat for six <laughs> hours going. <laughs> do not drink anything before do we go into this. drink anything. Do not do anything. You just go in and we're not missing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I loved it. I, I just, I, I, I thought it was, I, I thought it was, I, I, you know, there's not much to break down. It was just, brilliant i really do think like i said i I thought that the fact that they gave amanda waller a daughter yeah and like you you you, the fact that they did that that's not from the comics that's it's just genius you know still i think the uh the greatest scene for amanda waller is in the justice league animated series when batman walks in on her in the shower yeah have you do you remember that in the cartoon yeah, yeah, yeah 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 He says, Waller, we need to talk. And she's literally in the shower. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited to see where they go with the second season of Peacemaker because, I mean, they told they they didn't leave you with many with any cliffhangers other than like his his dad is obviously still in his head and that's going to affect him going forward. Right. Right. And all the supporting cast, like they all got taken over by butterflies and then killed. Right. Yeah. So Annie all you're left Chang, with, we should give a shout out. She was greatest. So yes, song. she was. I liked when she was, uh, d- you know, shooting down all of his uh, Asian stereotypical <laughs> insults. Um, and we should also talk about Steve Agee, who is uh, John Economos. Yeah. Um, now he was in the Suicide Squad. Yes. And <laughs> he the whole thing with his beard it becomes like a big joke about dying his beard because in the suicide squad, he dyed his beard and didn't want to do it again for peacemaker. Right. In real life. Oh, that was a true story. So they wrote it into the show. <laughs> and, and the thing you think is just a running joke for peacemaker turns out to have like, well hit you hard as hard as anything in that final episode. When you realize why he does it and why, uh, you know, somebody told me that it looks stupid. Like, you might, oh my God, that it punches you in the gut. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's pretty wild when he, um, when he goes in and he's trying to be undercover, but he can't give up because of his beard <laughs> and, and he gives in. But, that I was mean, funny. I like the line when it says we're on our own and he goes, what about me? <laughs> but, I mean, that's that, great lines. That's it, such it's a- just. It's that's such a mark of a great writer who can take some stupid joke about dyeing your beard for like and, and drag it out three or four episodes and then use it in the final episode to literally knock you on your ass and make you well up in tears. It, it, it really it, it, you know, I, I went into this this podcast thinking it was more Deadpool. It's really 
it's dirty guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what, that's, that's what I chemistry, think. The chemistry with, with uh, Cena, with all the characters, how he first, he liked hardcore, but then he yeah. didn't, you know, and he was friends with, with Adebayo, but then he wasn't, right. you know, and all of that, but it just shows that it goes somewhere. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's literally him with, him working in the DCEU compared to the MCU, it's they basically Warner Brothers lets him take the restrictor plate off. It's like you can do whatever you want. Like Kevin Feige obviously has some guidelines. He can't, you know, where Gunn cannot cross certain things. He can't, he has to keep it within that Disney MCU world. Right. Whereas like it seems like with Warner Brothers, they're like, hey, they're just letting him do whatever the hell he wants. You do whatever you want. And I think that's why he's he's loving what he's doing over there. Do you, you know, it's it's very funny because the best thing of this DC extended universe that I've, I've seen is the first wonder woman. movie. Would you agree with that? I would. Uh, yeah. The cinematically, the first move, the first wonder woman movie, and then the peacemaker are the two, uh, two, right. But that's it. The only two, the only things worth but watching. In the, in, and in wonder woman, I criticize the end. Because, I, I think the third act falls short. I right, agree. It's just, it, it becomes like a CGI Snyder fight. Like it's right. just, it just becomes just, you know, CGI for CGI, you know, like right. and just, you had such a great first two acts of a movie of a character development movie and a hero so origin story. Gorgeous, right. To, just, to end it with just a, you know, a suicide squad ending. But this doesn't fall off. Like this, this so what I'm what I'm I'm glad to hear you say is this doesn't make you like Suicide Squad better. No, I've only, like I said, I've only seen the Suicide Squad once. And this yeah. makes me want to go back and watch it again to see yeah. if I maybe misjudged it or I just need to give it another watch. But right. I did not. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to like the John Cena scenes and I'm going to hate all the conversation when Harley Quinn does anything. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I, I mean, it makes like, is he going to do another Suicide Squad? movie? He said I've read another thing where he said he's just going to stick to TV after Guardians three. He may just go into doing these series, I guess. Well, because these series are they're they're taking the you know, we've said this on the podcast before. It's the the BBC model of, you know, short seasons, but really highly produced, strong yeah. content. You're getting to make an eight to ten hour movie as opposed right. to an hour and a half or two hour movie. Right. Think, think Sherlock. Like that's yeah. the best way to think. If you see Sherlock, every episode of Sherlock is like it's a feature film and it's all yeah. right. You know, some of them are 90 minutes and like could be in movies. Yeah. You know, and then you think about Star Wars and what they're doing, you know, with Star Wars and with their series. Yeah. Same with know. Marvel. I mean, you're getting like, I mean, Eternals, how much better would Eternals have turned out had it been a eight or 10 episode series where you really could have gone into every character instead of trying to cram 12 to characters into two about yeah. all of them. Yeah. My favorite note on Eternals was the flying scenes with Icarus are better than Henry Cavill. <laughs> Because Henry Cavill flies and it's like breaking the speed of sound. Right. And Icarus. Floats. And you have to hear his cape flap in the wind. <laughs> Icarus, like, and Icarus floats. He just yeah. floats around. And like he, a god. And he, and he sees everything. Well, I will say this about this review. This reminds me of The Boys. It reminds me of Invincible, where the only thing we can say about it is it's great. Yeah. You have to watch it. And if you there's have no watched breakdown, it, watch it there's again. no, there's no anything like there's no boy. I wish they had done this. They talked about Batmite. 
Yeah, I know. Batman got a mention. Kite Kite Man got a, a poster, <laughs> a newspaper clipping. Kite Man. It's there. He's real. In the DCEU, Kite Man exists. So in the same movie that brought you uh, the Aquaman movie, there is a Kite Man. Kite Man and Batmite. Right, and Batmite is a fan of Ben Affleck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like, that's what, that's what that is. He idolizes Ben Affleck. I, I, I can't believe it. It's amazing. I can't get over it. I love it, man. I what he it's what comic books should be. Adult comic books should be is the peacemaker. Um, just judging from your social media, it seems like you're doing a lot more. Either that or you've been doing stuff all along and you're just promoting <laughs> it now. Um, it's been a little bit of an uptick. I just you, you try to stay busy. Stand up's been picking up. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of stand up. Uh, I make those dumb Cobra Commander films and we try to put those out as much Didn't as we you, can. What, what, what was one of them nominated or something? <laughs> the, the Los Angeles Independent Short Film Festival. That is the thing. Uh, we got nominated for Best com- Comedy Short. What? Explain to our listeners who don't know what, what, what this is. What, what did you do? You and a bunch of friends decided... Did you write it? What, what did yeah, you my, a bunch of friends. We got together. This was a couple of years ago. We decided like we want to do something where we can just in our free time make something stupid. And so we're like, let's take a character, some obscure, yeah, not obscure, but some character from the 80s and sort of like maybe just modernize it, do it in a real life situation. So we just like, let's take Cobra Commander in, and take Curb Your Enthusiasm and smash them into one thing. That's and smart. so that's what we kind of did is Cobra Commander really has got, got, booted, got booted out of Cobra, obviously. Right. <laughs> and so he's now back home and he's, he's trying to make amends with his ex-wife and trying to reconnect with his son. So he's he's out. of You know, we had a Christmas movie where he had gotten booted out of his apartment because he he was trying to run a a speakeasy and there was he broke the occupancy level. So he had to move in with his ex-wife. And then the the one we just got nominated for is called a Cobra Halloween, where we spoof all of these different Halloween, you know, tropes, uh, horror movie tropes into a 20 minute scream and uh, Evil Dead. And like we do like Nightmare on Elm Street. So we're doing like all that stuff and we, you know, we're just goofing around having fun. And we, you know, we got it nominated for you say we, who's, who's the we, uh, my friends, I did the swings and misses show with, uh, Jen Sturger, Cody Decker, a great director, Cameron Rice. Uh, they, he works, uh, with the Schmodown people a lot over there at the Schmodown. If you're familiar with that, it's like a movie quiz show thing. It's pretty big. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations. It's just goofing around. It's just goofing around. And you know, that's, that's how stuff gets made. Yeah. You're, you you goof around, you make Cobra Commander. When John, when uh, James Gunn goofs around, he makes eight episodes of Peacemaker. Right, bigger same. bigger budget, but yeah, it's, just, it's, it's the same budget. parallel. <laughs> How can people find you online, buddy? Uh, you can check me out uh, on the social medias at Eddie Pence, E D D I E P N C E. My website has landing pages for all that stuff. Uh, EddiePence.com. And the uh, and the Ralph report still rocking and rolling. Ralph report. We're on Patreon.com. Uh, go to the Ralph report and subscribe. Three dollars a month, five days a week for the one of the best podcasts out there. Oh, it is one. Of that's the not me podcasts. saying that. That's no, that's all Ralph. It's, but it's one yeah. of the best podcasts out there. It's it, it's it's so funny. We were telling the story about how um, the day of my father's funeral. I can tell this on the podcast. On the day of my father's funeral. I had to drive my mother home. It was she lives over an hour. (laughs) So I'm in the car for over an hour and she's like shell shocked at this point. Like she, you know, and 
the conversation between us was so minimal. You could hear like the noise of the left turn signal was loud. Like I said, I need something. And I didn't want to put music on. I thought music was inappropriate. You know what I mean? Like we're not celebrating. We just, you know, buried our, your husband, my father, you know, like, so I put the Ralph report on and you guys were doing the tongue twister Oh God. <laughs> on the chopsticks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you trying to say something with chopsticks? And my mother started cracking up and it was like, it was so hysterical. <laughs> and I was like, finally, this podcast is put to good use. Well, that's what it's there for. It's an hour break a day to get you from, to distract you from, you just you know, laugh life. your ass off. You laugh yeah. your ass up at, at some of the silliest, but smart humor. You have to have a brain to get that humor. Yeah. Like even the things that you think are silly, it's you have to have a brain to understand why it's silly. Yeah. No, it, orangutan it, it's a... and orangutan. Oh my God. Two of you guys are so funny. It's so fun to get him upset. It's, the, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> yes. You, you can tell when you're trying and he won't bite. Because <laughs> now that I know you a little bit more, I can tell when you're like literally just trying to get him annoyed. <laughs> congrats on all your success seriously oh thanks man great great stuff and thanks for coming back on the uh hall of justice podcast dude i'm i'm your utility guy anytime you need me yeah seriously you just come in (laughs) whenever you need me i'm here seriously like you just you were you were a late defensive replacement uh (laughs) just signed off the street 10-day contract that's exactly right thanks for listening folks Uh, next week eric wallace on the flash and then the week after we already have it planned the review of the batman i have a feeling it'll go a little differently than this one